Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Emmy Awards. I didn't give an Emmy Award out in the end of the last one, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> my sis- For everybody who's listening to the audio, my sister's dog is here, so if you hear any dog sounds, that's I, why. I don't know what... Co- oh, also, for the audio listeners, I am also here. Oh, my twin sister Eugenia is here. Sorry, I didn't realize she hadn't introduced herself. Well, um, hi. Um, if the background looks a bit different for people who watch the videos, it's because Emmy is visiting me in New York, so we're in a hotel room right now, and the original plan was to, like, film in my apartment, but then it took a really long time for me to find an apartment, so we're filming in a hotel. Um, sorry. We will not be saying the hotel because we do not give free promo here at the Emmy Awards. They need to sponsor me if they I want promotion. I honestly could not even tell you the name of the hotel. I can. Like, I know the general name, but anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, Emmy and I decided to film a little podcast. We've actually tried this before, and I got kind of anxious. So, big shout out to all the podcasters out there, because I think that talking in front of a microphone is actually pretty difficult. Um, it's not that bad. I think it's hard. It was, it's pretty fine. You do it for, like, a month, and then you get used to it. Um, but, yeah. So, we're here. I thought the Big Apple. I thought that a good idea. I'm no stranger to the Big Apple. Ta- you are if you're calling it the Big Apple. Sorry, continue. I thought that a funny idea would be to talk about our favorite and least favorite things about being twins. Because if those, if some of you do not know, though I think most of the people who listen to Emmy's podcast are people who know us in real life, so they would know. But Emmy and I are twins. Like that random listener I have in the UK. I don't know who that is, but hi. I was born two minutes before Emmy. And we were born in Venezuela, and then we moved to the U.S. I will not be giving you my birth time. Okay, well, I could give you a... Just, if you if you listen to this and you want to know our birth chart, just, like, slide well, into the my birth Well, not because of the birth chart. I just feel like maybe you shouldn't give out personal details about, like, your your birth time. Who's going to go I don't know. Are those not security of... questions? Anyways, sorry, continue. No, it's not a security question. When were you born? Because most people don't know the answer to that. Or, like, the average person. Jess, I know the answer to that. I feel like more and more people are learning. If you saw us look suicide, because my mom just went in and out of the hotel room. Anyway, busy day here at the Emmy Awards. But <laughs> I thought it'd be a funny idea to talk about our favorite and least favorite things about being twins. Because I think when people hear I'm a twin, at least for my experience, they always ask about it and what it's like. So I think it'd be fun to educate the people. Nobody I'm trying to be informative about it because I am a journalism student well I was she's a journalist I'm not I don't like that here's a hot take from Eugenia is I cannot stand when student journalists say they are journalists and I know Mm -hmm. it's because school like makes us act like that but like we're still students that's like oh my god I was watching Gilmore Girls and she Rory Gilmore was on a panelist for Young Journalists of America I know and she mentions that I know but I'm sharing for the people at home um, she was like, I, they're talking about confidential sources, and Leslie Odom Jr. is a guest star, and he's talking about how difficult it has been yeah, for him. and she's like, and she's well, like with our limited knowledge. Students, yeah, so with, you can't speak on that. Yeah, she was Leslie. like, with our limited knowledge of editing, like, school, like, college newspapers, I think that it's hard for us to, like, grasp the whole, like, reality of what it's like if the government is trying to, like, get your sources. And she was so right for that. Yeah, for the most part, anyway. But the point is that I just thought it'd be fun to do a little informative section of the Emmy Awards. 
Um, so I guess we can go on and off. Favorite, least favorite. Okay. I'll start. Um, with least favorite, so we can end on positives. My least favorite thing about being a twin, and I like this too, but it just is that you're never alone. But not in the sense that I don't like being around you, in the sense that you're never your own person. Like, everything... See, but I don't think that means you're never alone. Yeah, okay, I said it wrong. I said it incorrectly. I... I... <laughs> um, for those who listen to the audio and don't okay. watch the video, Brad, my on. dog is squirming all over Emmy, and this could cause technical difficulties if he kicks her laptop or microphone, so I'm just going to hold him. So, anyways, um, no, yeah, it, it's you have to make just everything about you all that, the time. And this ha- this happens less now that we've grown up and like we we have our own lives and like you know. But when I feel like when we were younger and even sometimes within our family, it's like you're always grouped with another person, and that doesn't that doesn't happen the same with siblings. Like you're compared to siblings, but I don't get compared to my brother, even though we're very close in age. Me and my brother, um, like, it's constantly like. A, a group thing and it's like I make my own decisions especially like between us it's like I will make my own decisions yeah I definitely think that mine is very similar I think my least favorite thing about being a twin is the lack of like the lack like the lack trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't sound weird like the fact that you lack like autonomy in many ways because it's always you and the other person um and the thing is that Emmy and I are very similar in many ways so I do understand that a lot of people view us as one especially like when we were friends and like everyone we were friends with in high school like we were in the same friend group like i mean i tend to gravitate towards similar people we like the same kind of people no, i would i just stole your friend i don't think that's what happened because there were people in the group that you were friends with before i was friends with them um <laughs> but anyway shout out to the to the our besties from high school but anyway so i think like it it does make sense and like it's not that I mean I hated each other because I have met people who are twins who like they just don't get along with their twin so that's not an issue for them because they don't hang out with their twin very often or like their friend their twins and them did very different things but like I mean I have very similar interests in many ways um we tend to do this thing where if like she likes a show and then I start watching it and I become obsessed with it and vice versa like Emmy was obsessed with Gilmore Girls growing up and I was like that show seems so boring um and then I became obsessed with it because we watched it together, um, which we will be getting into that a little later in the podcast. I'm pulling a little Ted Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rewatching. This is a little tangent, but I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother because How I Met Your Father came out, and um, and I don't know. I was just in the mood to watch to rewatch his show, even though like it's really this it's is the second of, podcast in a row that i mentioned josh radner hi josh radner please dm me it's kind of not the best i know but i'm about to insult the show it's kind of not he the didn't best. write it it's not the best to rewatch because it's like pretty transphobic like i remember that they were like transphobic jokes but i didn't realize how transphobic the show was in general so but like besides that the gags are really funny like but like you know we take the good and the bad i'm not promoting the show i don't think it's a good show but um you guys should watch liberal arts the movie, which well, Josh Radner's wrote, starred in, and produced. Actually, I don't know if he produced it. How did I get into this? The tangent. We're talking about at least other things we like about being twins, individuality, TV shows that we share. You don't. I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> so the point is that Emmy and I have been rewatch. Emmy and I started watching 
Gilmore Girls together and I became obsessed with it, but I don't remember the other part of my thoughts. So let's move on. But yeah, so yeah, so I just, it's kind of hard because Emmy and I are alike in many ways. So like I get the, um, I, it's very easy to lump us together in many ways because like a lot of that comparison and attachment to each other is valid and we love each other so we don't mind but it does become kind of hard and I would also say that like the you're never alone thing is good in many ways but it also is hard because you you grow up kind of lacking certain kinds of independence and then when you're thrown into a world where you need to be independent, it becomes much harder. Like when I started college, and I think Emmy would probably say the same, it was pretty difficult to process the like shift in our relationship and also just the shift of like doing every single thing alone. Um, that was very hard for me. So I definitely think that it like, it's a good thing that you grow up with another person that you're really close to, but then you aren't really prepared for when you won't be. Cause yeah. like Emmy and I, established pretty early on in high school that we didn't want to go to the same colleges it also happened very naturally when we were applying to colleges we made our lists like we didn't want to go to the same college but when we made our lists we wanted very different things anyway yeah it it wasn't this thing where it was like we both really wanted to go to the same school but one of us like it worked out very organically we didn't make the rule that we were like we're not going to go to the same school but then and then we were like if our lists are similar we'll the only school out. we had that was the same was Yale. Yale. Yeah, because both of us were like, we have to apply to an IV. Like, let's have a reach. Which I didn't end up applying to because... I did, and I got rejected. Shout out, Yale. Blair Waldorf can relate. <laughs> anyway. Paris Keller can't. She got into Yale, but she didn't get into Harvard. The iconic episode where she's like, I had sex, so I'm not going to Harvard. Do you guys remember that? I talk about Gilmore Girls in, like, every episode, too. Um... We love little consistencies in yeah, the Emmy okay, Awards. Yeah, okay, so then my favorite thing about being a twin... Should I go next? No. My favorite thing about being a twin, I think I would say, is the fact that you kind of... Emmy and I grew up... Our, like, um, childhood was a bit difficult in the sense that we moved a lot, so it was kind of hard to have consistency. So I would say that Emmy became a lot of... Okay. Emmy became a lot of the consistency for me in many ways so I think it's just like having a built-in person who kind of understands your experiences because you know making bonds on shared experiences is important and when someone like literally has your shit and I'm sure that's very similar with siblings but again like you know your siblings knew your parents knew your parents like my, my mom and dad raised started raising I mean I at the very exact same time, we were raised the same exact years. So, like, even if you have siblings that are close in age, like, if it's if your sibling was the first child, like, parents raise kids differently. And it's not that they approached Emmy and I the same way, but we got the same kind of vibe throughout our childhood. So she understands my childhood experiences like no one else. And she also experienced things firsthand with me because we were in the same grade. We had the same circle of friends or, like, you know you know grades are different every time we had we didn't always we usually didn't have the same teacher but like we we knew the other teacher like I usually knew Emmy's teachers just by proxy um so I think it's just having someone who understands your shared experiences and understands you very well is really special and I think it's a bond that a lot of people don't understand if they're not twins which is why like that whole thing where it's like twin telepathy like it's definitely not that extreme in movies where it's like if you punch them they know but I do think that Emmy and I have a connection where we can kind of 
sense. We do say the same thing at the same time. Yeah, we do do that creepy, I think it's The Shining, is that movie? I don't know, I've never seen The Shining. No, but there's those twins in that horror movie that speak in unison. Probably The Shining. But yeah, so like we do, we, we, we get each other. I mean, I will be texting each other sometimes and like I'll say something and then two seconds later she'll send the same thing because she was typing the same thing while I was typing it and then we're like our minds. Yeah, so it'll like, be like the scent at the exact, exact same, same time. time. It's yeah. like creepy. It's really fun. It's really fun. So one yeah. time, oh my God, one time we were watching um, Starstruck and there's a scene where she says that she's an ordinary girl. And in that exact moment, I started singing, I'm just an ordinary girl sometimes, I'm lonely, lazy, I get bored. bored. From Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. And I knew the ordinary girl scene was coming up, so I had the song cued on my phone. She clicked play right when I started singing it. And it was just like the funniest moment ever. It was so like organic. She is just an ordinary girl. She is. You're Christopher (laughs) Wilde, and I'm just an ordinary girl. They always have weird names, like the, um, Christopher Wilde. Like, that's such a weird name. I was thinking about this the other day when I was watching another Cinderella story, is that this YouTuber who's reacting, he said Joey Parker's name should have been Joey Prince, because it was another Cinderella story, and it's like, he still would have been JP, so I agree, it should have yeah. been Joey Prince. That's yeah, a it should have. That's a good, that's a good writing but thing. My favorite thing about being a twin is very similar, I mean, I don't mean to copy you, um, that's a really good thing that you can just copy <laughs> a person. You're like, oh, okay, like, she made those choices. They worked for her. I can follow her lead. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've made many choices where people I, follow Well, me. the thing is, too, like, it it doesn't really work that way because most of the time we're making the same choices at the same time. Yeah. Like, I graduated, sem- I graduated college a semester after, but for the most part, our lives have been... The same, because we're twins. Not the same, but, like, same timeline. Not really. In certain respe- it's aspects, they have been. But I think in, der- in certain journeys of our life. I guess, yeah. Um, Dog sniffing mic ASMR. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I I think it's just having... It, I don't want to copy like, you, but I it's the ESA same thing. And then Emmy yeah. got like it, and it's just there's always somebody who like we we have very similar tastes. So I know you'll recommend good music, like good TV shows, stuff like that. Like I feel like that too. That like that's great. I feel like you always we get each other. Very. I I feel like I'm just. I don't want to just regurgitate what you said, but for me it's that, and also just like you. Like you're the my favorite person in the world, Aww. and I feel like. It's not just having a twin, it's having her as my twin. Um, That's true. I think the the best part, and like let's end it on a positive note, is I think that even the trials and turbulations of being twins and the stuff that's like caused a lot of strife in our life, because it definitely is not fun to always be linked to another person, and it's definitely not fun to feel like you lack individuality, especially in your formative years when you're trying to figure out who you are. To figure out who you are while linked to another person is very difficult because it's like, who am I besides Emmy's twin? Um, and who am I except, like, the meaner version of Emmy or the lesser version of Emmy is how it can feel sometimes. But I think all of that is worth it because of the relationship that we have and because I genuinely think Emmy is hilarious and just, like, a wonderful, strong, great person. So it's, like, all the stressful parts about being twins, I'll take it if I could have you in my life, you know? Yeah, I agree. And have you in my life the way you are. Because I think even if you were my sister, we'd still be really close, but I don't think it's the same. 
So, sisters by chance, friends by choice. <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> Live in Maddie. Brad just. Brad did not like living Maddie. His ears just went. Sorry. No, I, maybe someone walked by. Anyway, so that's our little segment on being twins. Um, I probably will be on the podcast again. So if you have any specific twin related questions, definitely do leave them in the episode. comments below. What? We can do a whole episode. No, I, I'm like, well, I guess we could do we a whole could episode. We could do a whole episode about twins, like answering twin questions. Our favorite um, representations of twins funny, in the media. Funny twin <laughs> stories. I think one time in high school, this is a funny twin story I'll end this on, is one time in high school, Emmy and I were having an argument about the parent trap because there's a scene where um, Annie is like, I'm allergic to strawberries. And then the headmistress woman, or... The camp, camp leader. I, what I are they know. called? I don't know. Not headmistress, it's not a school. Whatever, like the camp... She's not a counselor. No, Whatever. She's like, like the woman who runs camp director, maybe. I don't know if she has a position. She owns the... I don't know. She just... she She's the... Anyway, but she's like, oh, dear, do you want some strawberries? And she goes, no, thank you. I'm allergic. Whatever. Hmm. That was bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really bad. Apologies to the one viewer in the UK. They don't listen every week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they didn't listen that far. Um... And then, and then she's like, no, I don't, I, she's like, no, I'm allergic. And then she turns and then Hallie's there and she's like, no, I'm allergic. And Emmy and I had an argument about, because I was saying that both of them were allergic to strawberries and Emmy was like, no, only one of them was. Yeah. And then someone we knew walked by in the hallway and was like, hi, Emmy and Eugenia. And they were like, what are you arguing about? And we were like the parent trap. And then I was like, wait, we don't only argue about twin things. That's like really funny, but. I was right. Let the let the record show that Eugenia was correct. For once in her life. I'm kidding. She wasn't. What? Why are you touching the mic? <laughs> because I'm trying to do let the record show. I like having this microphone. It's fun. Do you want to pick it up? Hello. Proud to say something. Oh, wow. I just had the, like, volume thing spike. Okay. Um. Anyway, moving on. We've been talking for 20 minutes, so... Definitely any twin-related questions you have, leave them down below, and I mean, I will answer them next time. There are some iconic movies about twins, but why is it always twins that were separated at birth? Like, what, what is that? Do you think we would have been closer or, or, or less close if we were separated at birth? I think definitely less close because... I think definitely less close because, like I said, I think a lot of it, like if we're thinking nature versus nurture, obviously there's lots of stuff about us that is similar, but like obviously there is no nature versus nurture. It's a combination of both. Like everyone knows that, okay? Anyone with a basic understanding of psychology can understand <laughs> that. But I definitely think that a lot bio of social our theory? Bi- social bio theory? Biosocial <laughs> theory. Shout out to Marsha Linehan. <laughs> if you're listening. Wouldn't that be funny? No, that'd be terrifying. I don't want this to be my her first impression of me. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> she wouldn't get my essence. Like, she wouldn't understand how much I love her work. Anyway, but yeah, so, like, it's not about nature versus nurture, but I definitely think that, first of all, we're not identical. So, like, none of the twin studies do fraternal twins. That's true. Or if they do fraternal twins, it's, like, to show that they're not the same or whatever. And second of all, I think that a lot of our connection comes from having shared life experiences or like share <laughs> say share traumas not that 
partially but it's more about like understanding what the other has gone through in a way that like when I'm going through something like I feel like Emmy can validate me and understand me and like echo what I'm saying like no one else because she has like grown an understanding yeah. of the way my brain works even though our brains work differently they kind of work similar but I think a lot of that has developed over time so I think if we were separate at birth we wouldn't be as close I agree but I think we would have found each other and like been like wow we're both funny I also think it depends like where did, who, who where, where did, we were where raised. did each grow up yeah how how our life because so much of who we are now was shaped by our lives yeah like so. where did we grow up like am i is is eugenia separated at birth kind of like evil and mean it's like the pretty little liars <laughs> like alex drake yeah like who is spencer and who's alex drake like were, were you abandoned by your like, God, i watched an interview with her where she said that she like worked with the with the coach to get her accent her accent is funny and like, i well i know it's just mike's mic was sister. like mike's mic was like this i saw a tweet he's a little, horrible he, she he's worked a little, with a, here's a little tangent is i saw a tweet being like they put spencer through it on pretty liars and then someone quote tweeted it being like once um marlene found out that troyan was the best actress she really had her doing off because it's true like she was always going through it but it's because she could act she really could troyan queen but yeah so it'd be like that like who is the who is the person <laughs> which one of us was neglected <laughs> anyways um i mean spencer wasn't totally stable either she went through it like as we just said but, i know but she had more support as she was going through it you know Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, leave your questions and comments down below. I've said that a million times. Now, I mean, I'm going to transition into talking about, um, pop culture, pop culture, hot takes. Okay. So like as Emmy, I don't know if Emmy's mentioned this on her podcast. I listen, but I have a horrible memory. That's something we share. <laughs> um, that's nature, baby. My, I, my drama teacher told me not to say I have a bad memory because then you make yourself feel like you can't work to improve it he's like don't you know what a, a lab- don't say it's a bad memory so With you have these- a harder time memorizing and then just put a little bit more effort in. it made me what? feel better he's like your 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 well, memory isn't bad or good that's very non-judgmental stance of him i know i swear to god he's been in therapy <laughs> um so we're gonna talk about pop culture as many of you know i mean i really like the bachelor unfortunately we struggle through it so we're complicit. I think our I think our first topic of conversation should be who we want to be the Bachelorette. I think Emmy and I are in agreement about this. I want us to be Gabby. We both wanted to be Gabby. If you watch the season, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Gabby either. Look, Susie like is just boring. Sorry, I find her boring. I think I think they're really leaning into boring though. I know, but but didn't they see how badly that panned out this season? Clayton. I don't, the, here's my thing, is I, I like don't think it's going to pan out badly for them. Because I think the finale is going to be like, I think they want someone who they can manipulate. Direct, yeah, I was going to say direct. <laughs> <laughs> I think Susie's probably less manip- manipulatable. That's what I was going to say, but that's not a word. <laughs> Malleable? Um, easily manipulated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that word's better. Um... I think she is less, but I d- definitely think that she is very cookie cutter. So they could they could work with her in a, in a way that they. I guess. I think. Gabby I think it also would depend on the cast of men. I feel like a lot of the times. Here's my hot take: is a lot of people say they prefer Bachelorette to Bachelor, 
and I think they think that's like some feminist take because it's a female lead but honestly I do not enjoy The Bachelor as much as I enjoy The Bachelor first of all just from like a like you know like game standpoint the women who play The Bachelor are a lot like better at the game like it's a lot more fun to watch because they're like a lot they know about the show men come in and they're like roses also why would I watch a show where there's one guy and a bunch of women or why would I watch a show where there's one woman and a bunch of guys when I can watch a show that's one guy and a bunch of women? Because at the end of the day, I think you can have a great lead and a bad cast and the season will be bad, but you can have a bad lead and a good cast and the season will be good. And that's so not true. always true because like I don't think Clayton is the best lead and I think he had a pretty decent cast of girls and I really have not enjoyed many episodes until... Because that also had to do with, like, editing and producing. I really... The last... But, like, Hometowns, I really enjoyed. Well, I and just... Was, like, I genuinely think the while. editors, like, the... Like, I don't know what's up with the editors, but it doesn't make sense to me. They spent so much time on Shanae. Yeah, it's been And so then any other drama was just rushed through so they could get to Hometowns in a, like, decent pace. Right, and it's but like, I think he has a good cast. So. He does, yeah. So, like, obviously there's more factors, but... Like, I'm so far towards the end of the season, I'm enjoying it more because I like the women. I agree. Whereas, like, so it's a lot easier, in my opinion, to get a bunch of interesting women than is it a bunch of interesting yeah, men. Yeah, I also feel not like... Not to say that there aren't interesting men out there, but they're not going on The Bachelorette. <laughs> they're not. I also feel like a lot because of the times... here's my thing, is women go on The Bachelor to find love yes but mainly to find fame to be instagram influencers and all the best instagram influencers out there are girls okay the girlies out there are killing the instagram influencer game guys just can't do it they don't have the personality they don't have the charisma they just don't have it okay so if you're going on the bachelor at to find love you're either like a loser who hasn't found a girlfriend (laughs) yet or you're like trying to become some kind of influencer they're usually like personal trainers who want to sell you like (laughs) cross way and yeah and stupid stuff like that i just censored myself i don't know if you curse on here i Uh, i do but i try not to sometimes i'll say crap and other times i won't well i just said stuff (laughs) like the um family friendly girly that i am but anyway so like it's just not it's the vibe is not the same so i don't understand when people are like bachelorette is better like, just say you like also men. i feel like the lead always kind of goes through kind of goes through it at some point with the drama in the house or like breaking people's hearts why would i want to watch like a bunch of men make a woman's life miserable right exactly <laughs> let's exactly. be real that happens so much on the bachelorette like just think of all the men that have caused drama and the woman lead is just like stop yeah it's just like why it's just not the same so i really i really don't love the bachelorette i agree um i agree so like first of all i'm like so like the lead has to be really good for me to like the bachelorette yeah i feel like if the lead's not good on the bachelor i'm like eh like most of the bachelors have been pretty hit or miss you know, I'm agree. like, I like them as people. I don't like them as, like, I, I mean, I, we didn't know enough about Matt James, but like going into it, I like had high hopes for Matt James. Me too. Um, and I didn't think he was the best lead at all, but like his season was like, it was pretty decent except the ending, but like it was pretty it decent. It was pretty good Because season, the girls yeah. were like nice. And then also post season, like I really like following all of them on Instagram. Like they do well on the Instagram they do. game. Yeah. So... That's my opinion about it. I think Susie will probably be the bachelorette, unfortunately, because I'm not really excited about it. But I hope Gabby has a good arc on Paradise or something. Yeah, I agree. I I just think Gabby, like, I don't know. Like, I get that she's very jokey. Maybe it's because I relate to her. But I just feel like she... I told Emmy that if she went on the bachelorette, she would be Gabby. Especially on Hometowns. 
Clayton was like, she's the funniest woman alive. I was like, Emmy, if Emmy won the show and the lead said that about her, she'd be losing her mind in joy. She'd I be, would. She'd be tweeting, being like, thank you so much, Clayton, XOXO. <laughs> well, I also, like, like, on that. Bachelor Happy Hour or Bachelor, whatever, one of those Bachelor podcasts, whenever they have people from the season, they ask them questions and they'll be like, who's the nicest? Who is? Can I just say? And they ask who's the funniest and every single person, every single woman, woman has said Gabby. Everybody said Gabby. I just... I don't understand why they do those interviews when the show hasn't fully aired yet. Oh, they, yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. can't ask them anything. My earring is breaking. I don't know. I honestly, I wish, like, I, I get, like, there's a contract stuff, but I just, I wish that people could say what they wanted. I don't. I think it leaves some of the mystery. I think the contract should be less intense but i like the i like when people are like i can't contractually say anything it like adds to the system yeah i guess that's true and then people like tammy are like i'm done with the contract especially because did you see that yeah i think especially because once they're off the contract then they've been holding it in for so long that then they let it out whereas i think if you like i think it actually works to their i think it's detrimental to them because i think if they were like yeah you can just do interviews and say what you want but that's true can't talk about x y and z like don't mention producers and stuff but you can talk about behind the scenes and stuff whereas like they usually can't talk about anything except yeah. like what's shown on camera and then those tell-all if books they, hit exactly if they talked about stuff like they like if they could be like political and vague about it and do lots of interviews i think once they did end up revealing the stuff that they were holding in it wouldn't be that big of a deal but they go the whole time being like oh i can't say anything i'm on contract and then by the time it comes out they've been holding everything in for so long that they just explode at the producers so true which makes it and, more and the, those books are uh, Rachel Lindsay's book, also, which I I've mentioned, is people, was so good. You should really people, read it. I think yeah, I, I'm going to. I think most people are not. Actually, I don't know. I guess most people I know who watch it are not fully, um, like naive to all the producer manipulation. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know in this day and age. I think probably back in the day, it would be easier to not be. But, like, with social media, I think there's a lot more stuff of being, like, obviously the producers, whatever. Like, you see that all over yeah. social media. So I wonder if there's any people or if there's a lot of people who casually watch the the show still and, do, and like, still really believe that the lead has control of everything. Or if there's, like, some understanding that it's not. Yeah. Him. Because... For example, on this season, there was a lot of Clayton keeping Shanae, and then he ends up sending her home because he has, like, one conversation with Genevieve, and he's like, yeah, I believe Genevieve. It's like, the whole season, all the girls have been saying send her home. Obviously, if he had the choice, he would have sent her home, you know? Like, the leads, the, the producers can't make you, and, like, all the leads have said this, even Sean Lowe, the producers can't make you send home someone you want to keep, but they can make you keep someone you want to send home because at the end of the day, most of the leads have their, like, top four usually top one picked within the first few few weeks few days so it's just a game of like who can be better tv and who can be better to the producers and who does the lead like enough to keep but if they need a villain they'll keep the villain and the lead doesn't pick who goes on dates when there's drama about like oh this person got two one-on-ones it's like that that wasn't Clayton's choice no like they can say certain things like I'm sure it's not he has no agency but he doesn't have as much agency as people make it out to be so like and I just wonder how many people watch it with because now I think like because so many people come out about so about and there's so many bachelor podcasts and so many um platforms for people to speak on these things about i kind of wonder if there's like any um how do you say like you something when you watch something but you're not like 
suspend suspend in, like if you suspend reality mm. or like you're in suspend disbelief or whatever it's called like i wonder if there's still any of that i'm watching about sure if people are more aware of the behind the scenes stuff i don't know i'm I curious don't know because i've been watching it like knowing producer stuff since like way back in the day like probably well, sometimes a few it just in. feels obvious i feel like that's it, my thing but the thing is does it feel obvious yeah. to us because we know or does it feel obvious to us because well i remember it's obvious. something that this wasn't the first moment but i remember like when they're on paradise and they're speaking to animals but they're actually speaking to a producer yeah well i think that's obvious i think it's obvious that they're not speaking to animals I know, but that was always something to me that I was like, why are they editing it this way? Like, they're just trying to make these people look like they're talking to raccoons. Yeah. I kind of thought, here's my thing, is I'm like... <laughs> it's for humor, I get, I, I get I that. I wonder if it's like they can show the producer, so they're just trying to make it funny, or if it's yeah. like actually like they want people to believe that this person is losing their mind. Because in certain instances, it did feel like the person was losing their mind, so it's fine. Yeah. In some instances, it's like very, like, the person is like upset, but they're not like... Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're losing their mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Though I don't think that, like, someone having a bit of a meltdown after being, like, confided in a, and talking to a, an animal is, like, them. I honestly feel like I would do that because you're kind of talking to yourself, you know, but then there's yeah. something there. I talk to my cat all the time. I don't think that it's, like, this really, like, wow, they've lost it type thing the way that they make it seem. I mean, it's definitely, you definitely need to, like, cope with your emotions and stuff, but, like, you're, like, literally held captive on that show a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, like, they, like, didn't let them go to the bathroom. That was the whole thing where she was like, I can't poo or pee here. Like, what? Anyway. But, yeah, so I think, I think that those are my feelings. And I definitely wonder if it just feels obvious because I know or if it's actually obvious. Like, something I think a lot of people don't, that I actually don't think is super obvious to a lot of people. But for me, is so, like, blatantly obvious because many like podcasts and like think and recaps I listen to have pointed it out that now it's just like so transparent to me is when stuff is frank and bit because in the in the bachelor contract you can put or they they sign away like you can use any sounds or something whatever and like make it sound the way I, like the way it's phrased is a lot more like legalities and everything but they like basically say they can like put your words together and sometimes it's like pretty smooth and it's like obvious that it's like you know they're like I'm really excited to meet her parents but they like dub over like sarah's parents and you don't see his mouth whereas sometimes it's like really obvious because the way that they're like the way the pitch goes up and down like people don't normally talk like that unless if they're nervous and they're speaking calmly and it's just so obvious that they're taken from different moments of sound yeah and i find it so obvious but i think sometimes people don't because there's still people who like like, when the trailer came out and everyone was saying they fi- they spoiled the final three, but if you look at the background, it's obvious that the that the clips they were showing weren't necessarily all in the same place because... Or, like, when they show in the promos where it's, like, he's, like, sitting at a table and he's, like, I'm falling in love with you, and then they, sh- they pan to, like, some other girl at a table, and it doesn't even look like the same table, but people still, like, believe it is him talking to her per- and that they, like, spoiled it when it's not. That, to me, feels so obvious, and so does the Frankenbiting, but a lot of people still believe that. Yeah. Like, everyone was saying, Caitlin Bristow had to be like, we didn't spoil the finale, because everyone was saying that this, this, it's pointless to watch this season, we know the final three. And it's like, actually, no. And that's why I saw a tweet that was like, I can't believe Shanae gets to the final three, and it's because they were showing her in the promos, like, in some of the promos. But it's like, every other promo, they 
change people. I don't understand. I know. That's what does it. I feel like maybe people watch the promo once and then they like they forget about it. But it's like if you watch the promo and then you watch the show, you can pick up on moments where they show it and then it's a different person. Yeah. Like if you've been watching also, seasons, no one, they do that every no one season. You should trust the promos after like they, all the promos <laughs> are lying. But after Colton's season where they literally show him holding the ring and then he didn't even propose. That was crazy to me. Yeah. No, absolutely. That is like one of the most blatant because they actually like faked a whole proposal scene. Yeah. Um. So those are my bachelor hot takes. What are they like? About? They they showed Gabby crying in the promos a few times after he says the thing about like, I was intimate with both of you, mm-hmm. and then it's. You mean Sarah? Yes, but th- that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, they, they, they also show Sarah crying. No, they do, which obviously, but they they showed her crying, and then one of the scenes of her crying was with her was when her dad was doing the sign thing. Oh, I didn't even notice that. See, you have to look for it. Um, but yeah, so obviously, I mean, I have many thoughts about The Bachelor. Many, and many. Unfortunately, thoughts. tonight is the finale when not finale, but the fantasy suites when he sleeps with the three women. He only sleeps with two of them. We don't, we don't know. know. <laughs> I think he sleeps with two of them because I think Susie self eliminates before her night portion. So her. You think that her her fantasy suite is like towards the end? I think it's last. Oh my god, Luke Parker style. I think it's last, and I think she's gonna ask a question, or he's gonna be forthcoming, and then she's gonna be like, "I can't do this," and she sends herself home. Mm. And then at the final row, at the final three row ceremony, he's he, gonna be oh, like, "That's she why he went explains. home." That's why he explains. She went that actually home. Makes more sense. Yeah. If you think about it. If you think about it, it kind of is a bit odd to be like, I slept. But, like, I guess it would make sense if he needs to explain when Yeah, where he's like, Susie's not here. Like, I was in love with her. I am in love with both of you. And I was intimate with both of you. Because we see Rachel saying, how can he be in love with three people? No, I know he's in love with three people. Like, he set set up. We'll see. We'll see. The promo shows him saying he's in love with three people, whatever. But, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't, but I just that's that's how I feel like it, it'll go down. I don't think she's. I don't think he sleeps with her. Probably not, because I I don't think he has the chance to. <laughs> I'm not saying I, mean, I like, don't think he, he would have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God. So they probably are setting her up to be bachelorette. Anyways, Susie, if you see, <laughs> see, I thought it was gonna be that makes sense, but I figured it'd be kind of something like. One of the one of the women decides to leave after he does the revelation mm. because I think that's a better bachelorette arc, of like yeah. he revealed this and they were devastated. Whereas like if he tells her calmly in the fantasy suites and doesn't put her on the spot, like, but I don't know. I guess it depends we'll, we'll on how, how the conversation happens. goes. Because but anyway, I mean, I were going to a concert tonight. We're missing it, so like we're very upset about it. Yeah. Especially because we don't read spoilers. I used I, to I don't read always read spoilers, and then I decided during Claire's season. I didn't always read spoilers. I did. I said I used to. Okay. Did I say we? I said I. I I didn't used to always read spoilers, and then during Hannah Brown season, it was like, <gasps> during Hannah Brown season, the spoiler was wrong. The spoiler, well, I only saw the final two spoiler, and then I was like, when it came out that that Jed had a girlfriend, I was like, I need to check now if it was him between him and Tyler. I had someone tell me that it was Tyler. And then apparently reality Steve like retracted and was like actually she picked Jed like a few weeks later. But the girl had only read the one spoiler, so she thought it was Tyler. And then when I found out Jed had a girlfriend, I was like, well at least she doesn't pick him. <laughs> but I I stopped reading spoilers pretty pretty religiously during um 
Claire's season because Claire was spoiled everywhere and it just like ruined it. So yeah, it was just boring to watch. And I was like, wow, it's really boring to watch once you know. So I, I try not to read the spoiler. Well, her season two was just like it. It was. Really, I mean, it wasn't a real season. It was like three episodes, two maybe. That was a lot. I feel like they they didn't give. Well, I was gonna say they didn't give her a chance, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I were going to a concert tonight, and um, so we're not gonna. We're not, not gonna, gonna watch, watch it live. I feel like I'm gonna be on Twitter. At the concert? No, I mean, like, after the concert, I'm gonna be on Twitter checking to see. Maybe we should just wait and watch it when we get home. Okay. Well, I don't know how late we're getting home. Anyway. Sometimes I try not to spoil things for myself, and then I go on Twitter and I find out. That's how oh I was God. watching the Euphoria finale, because my Euphoria, my Euphoria, my HBO Max was not working, and then I tried, and it didn't, it was like, and everyone, and I, so I started watching, like, 15 minutes after it, like, went on HBO Max, and everyone was, like, at the scene with like Fez and Ashtray and everything and everyone was like no on Twitter and I was like what the hell is happening because I had a sense of what was going to happen because they had that spoiler that like what's his face dies like I won't spoil it for you anyway but we should transition into another topic okay Gilmore Girls yeah so as many of you know Emmy and I are on opposite sides of a very I don't think anybody knows this (laughs) I mean, I are on opposite sides of a very intense shipping war. Yeah. In the Gilmore Girls universe. It's very like, hard. One time, Emmy was driving me somewhere in Evanston, and we got into a screaming match about Jess. Well, you can't you can't say something offensive to me while I'm operating heavy machinery. <laughs> but anyway, so they always say, "Do not operate heavy machinery while on this medication." Well, in this case, my drug was Jess and Roy. <laughs> bless you. Why don't you sneeze on camera? It's really cute. When he's you he's shy. So as many of you know, Emmy and I are on two opposite sides of the Gilmore Girls team. Whatever. The most important part is that neither of us is Team Dean because when Emmy and I watched the show for the first time, she said it's okay as long as you're not Team Dean. Yeah. Um. And I like <laughs> Jess, and I Emmy likes Logan, so it's not like we. What? Oh, okay. I do like Logan. Sorry, I thought she was saying that she was Team Jess and I'm Team Logan. No. And I'm like, I think I'm you got saying, that too. I'm saying up. that I like Jess and Emmy likes Logan. I do like Logan. So it's not like each of us is against the other's person. We just gravitate towards the other people's more. I also have to say as somebody who is Team Jess, I don't understand the Logan hate. Like, I don't. If you if you don't like Logan, then you just do not understand the lore of having a college newspaper romance. Because I do. She says, as someone who did not have a college newspaper. Program. That's why I, I understand the desire. The the. It's not like uh. I didn't try. I'm kidding. I didn't try. Like, anyways. Um, I didn't try. I was I on the did. newspaper for, like, a semester. What the one? I was... Uh, sh- I was on the newspaper for, like, a year. So, there was no time. There was no time. There was no time. I wasn't on the newspaper because I was on the magazine. Well, I, I'm I'm technically on the magazine too. I wrote an article. Who yeah, knows but when ours that's coming were like out. ours were like um, different publications. Mm, it was like wars. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that a little bit, but not too much. I think it'd be it was more like a fun war. Yeah, wars like a rivalry. So a rivalry. <laughs> that's the word. Okay, so yeah, I like I like Logan genuinely. 
So I just think that my biggest issue I'm not with saying Logan we do a is where is the Birkin bag? Actually, this is more an issue with Rory. It's there for two episodes and then it disappears. I saw somebody say that she on TikTok. She should have kept it and they said, sold it. They said... <laughs> They said that's true. She okay, like as lives much as in I, a- as much as I love Logan and I love that episode because it's the first time she says she loves him. Um, that bag is not very Rory. It's not like I, he should have gotten her a, a brown color. Birkin. Yeah. When does she wear pink? It's not that she doesn't wear pink, but like a hot pink bag. It's not her vibe. It, it doesn't match with most of her outfits. Like yeah. I love him and I think it's a cute gift. It's a bit ridiculous to buy something that expensive for someone. Okay. But if someone bought me a Birkin bag, I actually... I'd he probably. didn't buy it. His, it, it. his parents probably have a line of credit at the Birkin bag store in Connecticut. The Birkin bag store. It's called Hermes. Hermes. Whatever. <laughs> um, but it just doesn't match her outfits. Well, That's why I, you never see her wearing I saw somebody it. on also, TikTok... how often does she carry purses around? I saw somebody on TikTok say, like, biggest plot hole in Gilmore Girl. Where did the Birkin bag go? My theory is that they, like, they, obviously they didn't own it. They probably had to give it back at some point. They were probably oh, yeah. renting they it. It was the not cost, in the budget. The costume the department, budget. like, yeah. probably had to give it back. Oh, for sure. No. Like, that's why they couldn't just keep having yeah, the Birkin that bag. Yeah, that bag specifically is really expensive. I also really think is. that they probably picked that one because it's, like, one of the more expensive. I mean, like... It's not the most expensive Birkin, but, like, the the hot pink and the ostrich or whatever it's called, like, it is a pricier oh than, like, the Emily baseline. Gilmore being, like, you never got me a Birkin bag. Can't you just buy one? Uh, but, yeah. Just stop I buying think, those I, weird I, I knickknacks. Think I think your point is true. Just stop, like, auctioning, like, old paintings of George Washington and, like, save up that money and buy a Birkin bag for yourself, I definitely Emily. think your point is true that the... That the I know. I saw somebody say that. I'm like, clearly you just, like, think... Obviously, she still had the Birkin bag, probably. Maybe she left it at... Maybe Emily stole it. That's the arc I want to believe. Emily stole it when Rory moved out. Uh, she, like, she like lost it when they, they were packing everything out of the Yeah. They were Finn, like, Finn took it. Uh, Who are you? Well, no, if I knew I mean, that, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have to pay my therapist. <laughs> when they were... Um, uh, Logan's it, friends are kind of funny. I don't were, like the, um, the other one. Colin, he's annoying. Wow. When they were, um, when they were packing her out of the pool house, they might have. I have to say, oh my god, the Life and Death Brigade, that episode where, like, the, the, the you jump, I jump, Jack, when, um. Don't she, say anything about the episode. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I, when she That's goes up to episode. a group of people and they're speaking without the letter E, like, that is such an interesting, like, activity to do. Like, I feel like, you know, the Life and Death Brigade on some level, and even Lorelai says this, is, like, portray- like portrayed as, like, all these, like, rich kids just, like, spending money. Like, honestly, that's kind of an intellectual thing to do, especially because they're all drinking. Oh, you mean the, you mean the E thing? Yeah. Oh, I was like, a bunch of rich people no, spending money is not no, intellectual. Not, not, and not the, like, the activity itself, but I'm like, that's such a weird, like, challenge yeah i really think that if rory was gonna write a whole article about it the show should have explained it more to me yeah that's true we kind of never get and then logan is like this is life and death brigade business later and it's like what business what what do you do the business for what happens if you don't switch out of a rich person's thing in somebody's house because they're all in college right so like how often do new members get inducted is it always like a legacy thing, or can new people join? How are you found? Like, do you get a, do you get like tapped like they did in the in um in the social the puffs? network? Oh, 
<laughs> different different vibe. No, in the social network when he's the guy who got tapped. Yeah. What's it called? I can't remember. But it was like that weird fraternity thing in the social network in that's Harvard. A good, yeah, that's a great. So question. like, how do they find out? Like, here's my thing. Where is that article? Release the article. <laughs> really i just don't like it the whole thing is she's going into and obviously that's not the whole thing like the whole thing is that she's like getting to know logan and she likes logan whatever like it's a really cute episode and i like it but if there's gonna have that whole speech about like journalists and everything like that's one of my favorite scenes in gilmore girls and it's like a comfort scene for me because he's like george plimpton you know oh my god i love that that was so sexy i'm like i'm like first of all he's quoting journalism knowledge second of all he's like encouraging her to get out of her comfort zone and live in the moment like it's cute that was so sexy that's one of my comfort scenes because she's he's like people people can live a hundred years without ever really living for a minute you climb up here with me it's one less minute you haven't lived it's just so good it's so sexy when she's like journalism and then he just lists a bunch of journals i'm like good it's a good scene but if a guy did that to me i'd be like hand in marriage if you're going to go on and on about journalism then why don't you we see rory being a journalist that's a good i wanted to know more but anyways i i like she did ask the questions and he was like i can't answer them for you but like then they could have at least in the episode before when she's like doing all the background like we had some background knowledge but i just wanted more background knowledge me too gorilla masks still don't understand why they wear gorilla masks i don't think there's a reason behind that i think it's just for disguise i know but it feels kind of weird like, but I think there's only one gorilla mask. Whatever. Right? Like, once. Oh, the girl only wore it once. Damn. Oh, um, Brad. Oh, Brad. I think about that all the time. Anyway, we're wrapping uh, We need to wrap up. I didn't say anything about chess. I didn't say anything about Logan either. We went into a tangent. Okay, just really quickly. Okay, we have about ten minutes left on the clock. So I think each of us should spend about five minutes just talking about why we I like... I don't have five minutes worth of it. I, I mean to say, not left. Oh, okay. A few, I was like, is there a timer? Um, no, just go on a little bit and then we can wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, I was just going to say... I said no and then I'll start talking. Yes, I will go first. Basically... I really like Rory and Logan's relationship, and I've said this to Emmy. I think the main reason that I immediately clung to them was because he's a big, like, big romantic gesture person, and I love, I like, I love thinking about big romantic gestures. I really like all of that. I think it's really nice and romantic, and I always thought that I never imagined myself really being in a relationship in high school, but I always thought in college I would, and, like, I wasn't one for... Um, if you're watching the video, Brad keeps knocking down the camera, so I apologize for that. I don't know if he's going to cut away, but I, I think- probably will, but the angle will slightly change every time. So, basically, yeah, so I I really liked it, and I always thought that I'd be in, a, like, a longer relationship in high- in college, so I, it, I kind of romanticized that, and I liked them, and obviously, like, they were both on the newspaper, he likes journalism, all that. But I think, ultimately, I just really liked them because I think that he was... He really cared about her and he was very good to her. And I think there's certain relationships where, like Christopher and Lorelai, where you see the guy not being there for them in moments that matter. And I think, obviously, Logan has his flaws, but I think Logan was really there for Rory when he when she needed him. And I think a lot about that scene in the hospital when Richard got out of the hospital mm-hmm. and he was like, she was like, don't you have things to do? And he was like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And he helps her a bunch. And I just think that he's a steady, reliable guy and he also has big romantic gestures. So I really like them together i do not understand the way their relationship went in the revival i have notes and we could get into that in a whole other episode that's how we would rewrite the revival because i mean i have thoughts we have plot points we have shifts 
We have, we have ideas. textual evidence. We have <laughs> quotes and facts and imagery. We could make it better. Genuinely. Well, my th- my biggest issue with the revival is that there's no accounting for the time jump. Yes, exactly. The revival is written as if it was Amy Sherman Polino wanted to do season eight. So Which is fine. But it's not. It doesn't make sense. So much time has passed, but the characters have not. Or like in the same place. Lorelai also like and, there's just so many. And Luke should have been married. Also, the thing about Gilmore Girls, and I've said this to Emmy before, is that the writing about the the Gilmore Girls, in my opinion, is an expert class in how to write characters and develop characters. Because no matter how boring the plot of an episode sounds, it will be interesting and funny because the characters make it funny and because they feel like real people. developed people yeah. that is funny and again like real developed people don't always do things like exactly in one way but they still have character like when you think about rory's shift in character people make a lot of things about like how her character falls off but in my opinion rory is always the same rory, it makes total just sense grows. her actions she make just, total sense if you genuinely think about it okay I agree with you, but let me finish my thought. Okay, well, it's just we're running out of time, and I, I need to say something. Okay, can I just finish yes. my thought? Okay, I'll be really quick. The point is that when you watch the revival, in my opinion, the characters' behaviors do not always line up with the characters they've created, or at least, like, the choices they've made. Like, Lorelai really wanted kids, so it doesn't make sense to me that they would have never spoken about it or ne- it never would have come up. There's ways to write in, if you don't, if you wanted to show them, like, trying to figure out the fertility thing, there's ways to have writing in where, like, they tried to have kids for years and they weren't fertile and they didn't think to, like, see a specialist and now Paris is a specialist, whatever. I'm not getting into this whole thing because I have many thoughts. My point is that you can't spend six seasons developing your characters and making people love your characters and understanding their wants, desires, pursuits. And then suddenly 10 years have passed and they're just completely different people. Like, yes, people change in the span of 10 years. But if you're running a show, there has to be some kind of continuity. Emmy, talk about Jess. So I, I like Jess. I did watch the show for the first time in high school, and I think maybe that impacted some of it because I related to Rory most at that age when I first watched the show, and I get very attached to things and hold on to them. And I hated Rory with Dean, and I thought that Jess was such a good, like, second boyfriend. And I I, I also just really like Jess's character, and... I understood, like, his complexity. And I I just, I liked him as a character. And I feel like a lot of the things that Dean did wrong, Jess did right. And I do think Logan did them right as well. And I think part of why I'm, like, I still gravitate more towards Jess is just I have so much, I really like the idea of, like, what they could have been. And I feel like I love him when he comes back. And I love how stable like how like there's so so much tangible growth and I think a lot of the things Jess did wrong it was because he was 17 and because he was like I I don't think I'm making much sense because I didn't come with written notes about this but I I, think you're making I I really like their relationship and the stuff they have in common and I think that while there are a lot of examples of him doing things wrong I think there are a lot of examples of things that he did well and ways that he was better than Dean that I feel like are overlooked because Dean was less of a like flaky guy in some instances. Um, but it's like Dean was so annoying about wearing a tux. I also think um, that if you think about it, there is 
yes, like, Dean and Rory have a more complicated relationship in future years, so that might make it harder for them to stay friends. But I definitely think there is something to be said about the fact that Rory and Jess, beyond all else, have an established friendship. Where even in the revival, again, many things that are wrong with the revival, but they're still close in some ways and they still talk. And I think that that just shows that they have a good bond. Where, like, Dean, I really think that Dean was solely... A boyfriend to Rory. Yeah, I've, and I, I don't, I feel like Dean just was attracted to her. I feel like Jess really cared about her and understood her and they connected on a very deep level. And, and I like their relationship. I like the episodes where like, yeah, and I think th- she- there's a scene where Lane's like, you guys are like a cute agoraphobic, agoraphobic couple when they're making decisions about like what to eat and what to stay in. And it was just, it, when it was good, it was good. And he's just charming. He's cute. I'm a big Mila Ventimiglia fan. I don't know. I I like their relationship and I like Jess's growth. And I think you can see that Jess does genuinely have remorse for the chaos that he caused when he was younger. He makes amends with Luke. He stays consistently in Rory's life, invites her to like his book stuff, like comes back to thank her for like, you know, I, 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 I just feel like Jess, God gets a bad rap sometimes, but he, I, I just like their relationship. I do really like Rory and Logan, and I think they would have made a lot of sense if they ended up together. I think they should have been together in the revival, honestly. As much as I'm a, uh, I, I like Jess, I think that it would have made the most sense. Or if they end up doing another revival, if she was pregnant with his child, I think I they mean, should show it. him, since she's pregnant with his child, I think that they should show him trying to, to, marry her i don't think it made sense that i also i do not want another revival i wouldn't i i I don't think that there should be but i'm just saying if there is i think that they should have logan and rory end up together and i'm saying that as i think maybe they should explore some tension with rory and jess or at least have jess and rory's life in some capacity we just need more jess mariano i do personally if there's a revival but i don't think i like how you said you didn't have five minutes then you went on and on i just wanted a short thing about why you liked him i didn't need you to go into his defense I can go into Logan's defense. First of all, everyone always says that Logan is a spoiled, rich brat. But first of all, first of all, yes, okay? Logan is rich, and he's kind of obnoxious sometimes. But he treats Rory, in my opinion, so well. Anyway, I don't want to go into this whole thing, but I think Logan is a good guy, and just because he's an obnoxious rich guy doesn't make him a bad guy. I think morally, it's not like he's, like, this awful person. I think the first time you meet him, he, like, does this weird thing where he's, like, servants, whatever, that was not it, King. That was not it. But I think generally... You would kill it in a Kenyan classroom. <laughs> I think you generally... To play devil's advocate. I think you generally see him grow and develop as a person and grow and develop feelings in a way that he didn't think was possible in a romantic sense. Because, I don't know, there's just something about the trope of people who are like, I would never, I never thought I was going to commit and have a relationship. And then they find the right person and they're like, it's just easy with you. Like, and yes, a lot of people say Logan cheated on Rory, but in my opinion, he didn't didn't. think he was cheating on her. And yes, there was a miscommunication there, and that's an example of miscommunication. If Rory felt like she was cheated on or the relationship trust was broken in any way, that's something they definitely need to talk about and work through. But he thought they were broken up, so he didn't go and sleep with people thinking he was still in a relationship. Was Rory's mind still were in a relationship? Yes, that's a miscommunication. Is it okay? No doesn't mean he cheated on her and i think that's one of the very few examples of logan treating rory badly or making her feel bad and it was something that was worked through in my opinion so i definitely think that the way people approach 
both Jess and Logan is in a very black and white sense and they're either focusing on all the good and all the bad when both of them are complex characters and deserve to and again Jess and Logan in my opinion came into Rory's lives at the perfect time if we had met Logan when he was 17 we wouldn't have liked him and he probably would have had more problems than Jess or very different problems that would have made him and Rory not compatible at all think about Tristan people always say oh Tristan no Tristan was awful I don't understand people who like Tristan. I'm just saying if we had met Logan before, he might have been Tristan. (laughs) My point is that they both came into each other's lives at a good time, and they served their purposes. And like we said, Dean was there to show Rory the first romantic feelings. Jess was there to introduce her to someone who understood her and could be a friend as well as a romantic partner. I think before that, she didn't really have a friend in Dean. They just immediately started dating. Jess and Roy had an established friendship. Teen was there to sprinkle some misogyny into the show. <laughs> okay, well, we're at an hour. A sprinkle. A sprinkle. A sprinkle of misogyny. Um, although that episode, that damn Donna Reed episode, that's really cute when there's when she's watching a little I don't kitten. Like it. I, hate I, it. I don't like that, but when she, she's feeding the kitten and then the chick gets lost and Lorelai is like, my chick's lost, and Luke thinks that's her hitting on him. She's not hitting on him. Like, he thinks it's a booty call. <laughs> He's like, oh, your chick is... <laughs> Anyways. Um, classic. But... Especially because um, he pulls her in. Okay, the episode is good in the Luke and I just don't like the, the Jess and... Well, there's... She, not Jess. She takes care the of... The Rory and She Jean. feeds a little cat and she goes, meow if you need anything. That's so cute. The little kid in apricot. <laughs> but I do like the... I do like the... Uh, Luke and Lorelai in the first season are elite... I know. They really are. And the way he she pulls him in. I know. And and he's watching like, it back when you know what it's about, he's like, mm, and then she's like, come on, the chick's over there. He goes, oh, there really is a chick. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. we've gone, oh, we've gone into the tangent. But. Classic. But anyway. Yeah, the conclusion of this is that there's many good sides and bad sides to being a twin. That both Jess and Logan are good boyfriends to Rory in their own unique ways. And that we should not... We can learn to coexist. We should not be... <laughs> and, yeah, agree to disagree, okay? All the... Everyone is always saying that in this political climate, you need to agree with people who agree with you. Maybe not on politics, but on Jess and Logan. This is a perfect example of what America should be. <laughs> this is a future that Americans should want, is people who can ship Rory with different people and still and, coexist. And still respect and each respect, other. Exactly. We coexist, but we also respect, we also the, respect the other person, other. and we defend the other person. Yeah, exactly. And I will defend Logan when she sees I him will. being slandered, and I will defend Jess, and that's beautiful. So true. I also feel like, sorry, okay, can Brad. I just say one thing really quickly? Yeah, I was just pulling Brad into thinking I about think that um, people who look at, like, only dislike Logan because he's rich, I feel like you're just, the show talks about wealth and, like, all that with Lorelai's background and then her, like, it's, it could have talked about wealth better. It could have talked about wealth better, but I just feel like if that is your, like, it's black and white, like, good, bad, rich, good, like, you're missing the whole, maybe not. They should have talked about wealth no, better. I, I'm going to cut this part out. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know if I will. I just, I, that was stupid. I do think that, to your point, people who only dislike Logan because he's rich ignore the fact that Rory and Lorelai come from rich backgrounds. Yeah. I do think that the show could address, like, generational wealth better. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that if we're looking at it like Logan is bad because he's a trust fund kid, then also 
Lorelai and Rory are also trust-fund kids. Chew on that a bit. Rory could sell her Birkin bag. <laughs> where, hashtag, hashtag back. where is hashtag where Birkin did all bag the infills go? <laughs> hashtag Birkin bag truthers. I okay, am. well, who gets the Emmy Award? The Emmy Award for, for cutest most interrupting animal. The Emmy Award for first ever animal guest on the Emmy Awards goes, goes to, to Brad, Brad Cardinale. Cardinale. Instagram links below. <laughs> Look how cute he is. He, I never posted his Instagram, fair warning. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. I never say that. Um, follow on wherever you listen to podcasts. And rate and review. Leave her a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share with anybody you think might like the Emmy Awards. And comment down below any ideas you have or recommendations or anything you want to hear from me in the future. Or Eugenia. Uh, podcasting is hard do not do not i'll be back on this one but don't wait for me to give you more thoughts this take was better though much better so anyways thank you um thank you like and subscribe (laughs) all of that thank you thank you peace and love peace and love peace and love